0: zion family thank you for joining me online again i'm excited to be sharing god's message to you today if you are a friend visiting us for the first time uh, welcome welcome to zion church may the peace of the lord jesus be with every single one of you hey if you are looking to uh, get connected with our church family you want to find out more about who we are you can go to our website zionchurch.live for more information. We would love to connect with you. I want to start today, church, by asking you a question. And I want to ask the question that if you could choose one word, just one word, as a one-word goal to achieve in life, what one word would you choose? They did a, a recent study on this, and here are some of the words that the top three words that were mentioned. Number one, uh, the number one word was successful. Uh, It is people's um, desire to achieve in life to be successful. Uh, Number two is to be influential, and I can totally see that, especially in the uh, TikTok era, uh, in the influencer era. era. Everyone wants to influence, uh, to feel like, they are making an impact in the world. And number three is to be happy. Uh, And I can totally see that. Who doesn't want to achieve happiness? To be at the end of your life and know that, man, I'm happy. I'm happy with how things turned out. I, I am happy with my life. I can see how that is a word to live by and to achieve in life, but I believe there is one word that in God's eyes stands above all the rest. And when we get to heaven, I believe that if we live a life that pleases God, we are not going to hear God say, well done, my good and successful servant, or my good and influential servant, or my good and happy servant. If you are a follower of Jesus and you have read the Bible long enough, you know what Jesus says in this verse. We know that Jesus will one day say, and he promised that he one day will tell us when we are in heaven before him, he will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So I want to teach today with the theme, one word that will change your life one word that will change your life. Let me pray for today's message. Let me pray for you today. Lord, thank you um, for allowing me to share today's message. God I pray that you would use me. Uh, use the words that I am sharing. Let it be yours. God I, and I pray for everyone listening. I pray that the words that they hear would fall on good ground and that their lives would be transformed and that they would be encouraged to live more like you and to be more like you jesus god we thank you we love you in jesus name amen so we have been in this series titled "Predecided," and our theme has been uh all things decisions we've been talking about decisions because we believe that the quality of of our decisions determine the quality of our life and Kind of what we have been wanting to get us to think about is that when we are faced with XYZ, whatever the situation is, that we have predecided as believers of Jesus to, te- to take this action. And there are six predecided words we have been focusing on. We talked about being ready. We've talked about being consistent. We've talked about being devoted. We've talked about being generous, and today I want to talk about being predecided on being faithful. Now, I I'll, I'll want to make it clear that it is never accidental to be faithful. We don't fall or trip into being faithful people. It is a day-by-day decision. It is not just a day-by-day or year-by-year. It is a lifelong decision to be someone that is known for being faithful. Because the trajectory of our lives um, can push us into choosing between what is easy and what is convenient. But Being faithful and doing what is right is rarely easy, y'all. It's normally hard to be faithful. It it usually comes at a cost. Uh, The book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 4 says, Look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked, but the righteous will live by what? By their faithfulness to God. What does it mean to be faithful, church? And how do we live this out? Thank you for asking that. I'm here to to tell you today. I want to show you and I hope that I can encourage someone today. When we look at the life of Jesus and how he talks about faithfulness, we will see that he focused on three things. And number one, the first thing that I see about faithfulness is that 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 faithfulness in the eyes of Jesus is measured by how we treat people. In other words, as believers of Jesus, we have to pre-decide that every interaction is an opportunity to add value to the people around us. That everywhere we go, that every person that you meet, come on, that everyone that you see is an opportunity not to curse them, not to be judging them, not to be criticizing them or critical about them, but it is an opportunity for you and I to bless them, to add value to them. You know, we have two girls. You, you, you guys know our girls. And, and if you're a parent, you know that it is hard sometimes to be a parent because we have to sometimes help correct some actions. And one of the things we're trying to teach our kids is like, Hey, if if what you're saying is not going to edify the person in your life or the per, the comment that you're going to say if it's not going to edify the person, we might not want to say that. And I think that we are living in a time that we rather be right than being right with people. But the people of God, the believers of Jesus, the church of the living God, we are people that bless and add value. We never add value by chance. We never add value by focusing on ourselves. We do it when we think about others. We do it when it is intentional. The Apostle Paul says in the book of Ephesians or the letter of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 29, he says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. In other words, when we walk into a room, We want to make the climate better. One thing that I've always said, that leaders are thermostats and not thermometers. That, man, believers of Jesus have a way of walking into a situation. And if it feels a little tense, we have the ability to maybe turn it down just a little bit. Or maybe if things are a little low or people are are discouraged, we have the ability To say, you know what, I'm going to turn it up just a little bit. We're going to turn up the heat just a bit. Because we can make the climate better in our area. We can help make people better. And help people be more full of faith in their lives. But that comes when we understand that every interaction is an opportunity to add value. We don't see it as just another interaction with people or just a uh, coincidence. Believers of Jesus understand that every interaction is a, a, a an assignment from God, an opportunity for the church to be to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to be the body of Christ, to be ambassadors of the Lord Jesus. Some of the things that Jesus said and didn't say, we can see in Scripture with the woman who sinned and was full of shame. And you see these accusers, they bring uh, the, the accusers bring the woman that was caught sinning in adultery. And they're like, they, we know what the law says. And, and what are you going to do, Jesus? But I love Jesus, he said. Whoever is free from sin, throw the first stone. When they all left the room, he said neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. I think about the life of Peter when Jesus interacted with Peter time and time again where uh, Peter denied him three times and broke Jesus' trust. When Jesus returned after the resurrection, first thing Jesus said, Do you love me? Tend my sheep. Do you love me? Tend my sheep. Do you love me? Get back into it. And that is who we should be as well. We should be people that build, people that bless, people that lift every interaction. It is an opportunity to love, to build, and to add value because you have no idea how God might use a single word of encouragement in someone's life. You never know how God might use one word of encouragement that you give someone in someone's life. You, we, we will never truly understand that until we walk in that faithfully. Number two, faithfulness is measured by how we steward our resources. The people of God, you and I, understand that every resource, it is an opportunity to multiply it. We look at the story of the talents in Matthew chapter 25. The, the, the story goes that a man goes on a journey and he gives his wealth to trusted people. He gave five and two and one he took a risk with every single one of them and Matthew 25 verse 21 says his master replied well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful in few things and i will put in charge of i will put you in charge of many things one of the most faithful acts that we can do as Christians, as believers of Jesus is care for what God has given you and I, and multiplied. What am I talking about that when God blesses us with resources like a car or a home or our marriage or our job, whatever it might look like, that we have the ability of not just use it for our own pleasure, we have the ability to multiply it and use it for the kingdom and for the glory of God. That if we have a yard, we use it to uh, let our neighbors and the kids' neighbors and our kids play all together. Any resource, we use it for the kingdom of God and we make it better. If we have a business, or we uh, that we are able to honor God through it, that we use our services not just to you know bless our own home or our, our own finances, but we use it to bless others, and we take risks sometimes, and not everything is about profit. That but we understand as believers of Jesus that man we are called to not just blessed, but to be a blessing, to add value to people. You know, as a church, we're called as a body of believers to multiply and to steward what God has given us, our resources, the giving that you and I give to Zion. We, we must use it not just for our own. Pleasure, but we use it as a vehicle to multiply and bless the community around us to make space for God to dwell and what for lives to be transformed by the love of Jesus. I love this story of the talents because we see uh, we see two of the servants that were given five and two they multiply, but then we see. The one that was given one, and we see on Matthew 25, verse 25 and 26, it says, the the, the one with one said, So I was afraid and went out and hid your goat in the ground. See, here it is, what belongs to you. And his master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. It was the intention of the master for his servant to multiply it his faithfulness was not in concealing what God had given him. You see, a lot of us, we think that our faithfulness is about, you know, concealing our faith and keeping it here or keeping our resources nice and tight, close to us. That's not what God is calling us. That's not the faithfulness that God is calling us towards. What God is calling us towards and how we, He measures our faithfulness is when we use our faith and, and, and the, the, the testimonies in our lives and the resources that God has blessed us with. And we don't just conceal it, but we use it and we store it so that it may multiply for the kingdom of God. We don't bury it. We don't bury our resources. We don't bury our testimony. What God has done in our lives, the the miracles that God has done, we don't keep it to ourselves. We share it. We steward it. We're faithful with it so that it will bless people. And number three, faithfulness is measured by how we respond to God. What that means is that every prompting is an opportunity to obey. God. The book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 22 says, And now, compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. You see, when you are faithfully pursuing Jesus, you are prompted and you are compelled. Faithfulness is measured when we are obedient to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. When we are obedient to the promptings of the voice of God. One of the fears that we all face when stepping out in obedience is the fear of what the outcome might be. We all face that. Man, I can't tell you how many times in life When God speaks and God is asking something from me or prompting me or compelling me to do something, I'm always afraid about failing. But I want to remind you today that obedience is our responsibility. The outcome is God's. And I think we get in our heads sometimes. Because we want the outcome. We want to bear the burden of the outcome. And I'm, I'm speaking to someone today. Church, I'm speaking to one of you today. Friend, I'm speaking to someone here. That you want the burden of the outcome to be on you. And you've been fooled into thinking that that burden is on you. But I'm here to tell you that the burden on you should be the burden of obedience. The outcome is God's. We leave that to God. I believe God is calling each and every single one of us, individually and specifically, prompting us and compelling us to certain things, to leave certain habits, to call certain people, to take certain steps. And our job is to take that step towards obedience. The Bible says that the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. You know, I want to tell you that I haven't always gotten it right, y'all. But one thing I've tried to do is that I've tried to be faithful in the small things. Faith is believing Jesus will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail that we faithful in the little, God will trust you with much more. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked, but the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. So every interaction is an opportunity to add value. Every resource is an opportunity to multiply and every prompting is an opportunity to obey God. Obedience is your responsibility, outcome is God's. Don't oh, don't underestimate what God can do when we are faithful to what he has called us to do. Can I pray for you today? Gosh, I feel the weight of people. As, as I'm preaching this, I, I can just sense that there's going to be people listening and watching today. You have a burden. You've been worried about things. And you're worried about the outcome. You're worried about letting go. You're worried about making that call because you feel maybe inadequate or you feel that there's not enough or you feel afraid of failing, but I'm here to tell you that, that that faithful is he who has called you. He will not put you to shame. Lord, I thank you for this message. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give us boldness today to take steps of faith towards obedience. Lord, you are calling someone today to be a person that begins to speak life into people's lives. I believe there's someone listening today that has been quiet and timid. They haven't been wanting to share because they're afraid of saying the wrong things. But today, we don't stand on our uh, ability. We stand on your kindness and goodness and strength. God, I believe there's someone listening today that has been afraid to take steps of obedience towards giving and being more generous because they're afraid of lack. But today, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would remind us that if we are faithful with the little, we will be entrusted with much more. And God, I pray for those that are listening, that are being compelled and prompted to take a step of obedience. We've been afraid because We're afraid of failing. We're afraid of being alone. We're afraid of walking at this alone by ourselves, maybe feeling like like a a loner, a lone wolf, or abandoned. But I'm here to remind someone through the words of the Holy Spirit that we are never alone, that you will be with us until the end of time. And God, we step out in obedience. God, we thank you. We praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen man. Wow, what a message, y'all. I felt this one. I want to encourage someone. Pre-decide, this year, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful in my words. As an encourage, I'm going to be faithful with my resources. I'm going to be faithful with obedience and watch God do something incredible in 2024. Man, may the Lord bless you and keep you, God bless you, and let's keep creating spaces for God to dwell.